everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Out of Office Podcast. On this episode, we have with us someone with whom I've crossed paths several times. And I am super excited to host him on today's episode. Drum rolls, please. It is Ayush Khosla, my Hansrat senior. So I know Ayush since school. Uh, we used to play basketball together. And since school, he was a super pro at it. He was also my senior in college. And today, we are going to learn about his uh, journey at Young India Fellowship, Ashoka, Liberal Arts, Consulting, Fitness, and a lot more. Let's welcome Ayush with a brief intro about him. Ayush is an economics graduate from Hansraj College, Delhi University. He was a Young India Fellow at Ashoka and studied Liberal Arts there. Post that, he has been working with A.T. Carney as a Senior Business Analyst. He is also a fitness enthusiast and lives a very, very idealistic life, at least according to us. And we really look up to him for his continuous focus and efforts on self-improvement and self-care. He really motivates us a lot as well. And to add to all of this, currently he is in Veer Billing and he has been there since the past two weeks and is having a super great, a very adventurous vocation. He has actually taken a few days off from work to be a teaching assistant at Ashoka. Hi, Ayush. We welcome to, welcome you to our podcast. Hi, Sanakshi and uh, Vitika Kushi. Thanks for having me on your Out of Office podcast. I'm really glad and honored to be a part of this and to be the second guest that you, you guys have uh, uh, invited. So it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Likewise, Ayush. It's a pleasure to host you. Thanks, Ayush, for joining us today. So yeah, you have achieved quite a lot of milestones and we would all love to know about your career trajectory. Uh, but let's start with the time before all of this happened, your childhood. So what was young Ayush's uh, childhood dream? Okay, that's an interesting question. Let me go back to my early days. So young Ayush's childhood dreams were basically, uh, nothing was planned. There wasn't a blueprint that was laid out for my life it was mostly whatever came I just tried my hands at it so, I, I, I saw if I liked something I would pick it up but it was mostly spontaneous things uh, came and go came and went and that's how life has been up up until this point uh, I had always been inclined towards sports in my early life uh, studies were part of part of my life. I wasn't that kind of a guy, guy who would sit uh, hours in, in a stretch and uh, go ahead and start reading books. So for me, spending time was mostly uh, doing something physical, uh, putting myself into uh, an athlete's shoes. So those were the things that I was mostly inclined towards. And learning was mostly dependent on uh, what can I pick from my environment? So if I had an inclination towards cooking, I basically got that from my mother, seeing seeing her in the kitchen, emulating her what she does, and basically picking up the flavors from there. If I had an inclination towards sports, I would see uh, people around me or, or see a television and see those athletes doing certain things and uh, then take a shot at it. So for all in all, if I were to summarize, it's just been uh, a very spontaneous set of events that have been tailored together to form what is currently my life. And it could be idealistic, it could not be idealistic, 
uh, I am grateful to be here. And the question of if this is the ideal life, I, I leave it to others to interpret that. But at least I'm happy where I am. I am glad with all the opportunities that I've received or all the challenges that I've faced in my life. I'm glad that I've had those to make me the person that I am currently. So, yeah. Wow, I mean, I loved how spontaneous you were and uh, I especially admire your uh, cooking anecdote. Uh, I'm not sure how many guys would uh, would share this kind of an experience and that was de- definitely a very cute one. So yeah, mm-hmm. we'll fast forward uh, to your college life now. So sure. last year of college life is definitely like the most fun yet crucial year. Everyone has this immense pressure of making uh, career decisions. So how was your experience during that time? All right. So I'll borrow some of the things from my first answer. So career decision for me, uh, back in Hansraj, when I was doing my economics, uh, my undergrad, which was in economics, I had applied to a couple of companies. Like, And those trajectory is basically like defined by certain uh like guardrails that the university sets for you. So uh, at that point of my life, I didn't know what corporate life meant or what corporate jobs were. It was mostly uh, hearing from your peers or your friends that this particular company is coming for, in, uh, for a recruitment. And you just basically Google two days before the recruitment starts that, okay, what does this company even do? So, and like that was the ideology back then. And having faced like more than eight to 10 rejections at Hansraj uh, and each of those companies, I got my CV shortlisted, but uh, more than that, nothing, nothing ever happened. So I did realize there was something lacking from my end. I wasn't prepared enough. I didn't take those things seriously. Uh, and there were much, much more de- deserving people out there who were putting in the effort to get those jobs. Now, getting the job is one thing defining what your career might look like is something that requires more attention. So when there were a lot of rejections happening at Hansraj, I also like somehow, because I knew people that were in Ashoka at that point and doing the Young India Fellowship, I had reached out to them to understand what this particular course was. And from their definition of what this was, it was, uh, it's really intrigued or got my attention. So it was basically a liberal arts education that came with a plethora of subjects and different ways of uh, evaluating students and not just the typical uh, three-hour exam papers that you write for uh, and you just fill your uh, uh, exam sheets. That wasn't the ideology there. So I was pretty intrigued by what came from there. So that was the first step from coming to Hansraj, not knowing what particular career that I want then uh, basically finding out or exploring or uh, coming across the Ashoka University course. Now, second step was getting through that interview and getting to Ashoka. And the third step to the career trajectory was basically, uh, again, turn of events, things happened. I was in the right place at the right time. Uh, I got to know about consulting at that particular point. I knew what consulting was, but I didn't know that at Ashoka, there were roles that were being offered for a front-end consulting. I, <clears throat> so I wasn't too hopeful that I would get a particular shortlist because there are, again, 
really deserving candidates out there in in our batch batch as well so i was hopeful that i might get it but i also was cautious that if this doesn't happen i'm just there my aim to be at ashoka was to learn and to try out new things and explore the other other subject so this was uh i didn't start preparing for the course or the or, or the job until i got my first shortlist and that was <laughs> just to give you a perspective there were people who started a month a month back uh, and they had started preparing for those consulting case studies and how to prepare for those interviews so all in all i just had like 20 days to uh, get to a point where i could be competitive enough to other people so those 20 days i did put my heart and soul into it because it was a job that resonated with me uh, consulting people on on their businesses businesses do attract me traveling a lot uh, it also opened up avenues to try out new things without actually being a part of one particular industry so you do get to try out a lot of things in the same time so uh, that is how like this these turn of events spontaneous spontaneity that was all part of it is what shaped the career move and now that i'm in consulting for the past two years wow so i mean your journey was full of uh, trials uh, but you made trials. it yeah. yeah yeah but you still made it so i'm sure you must have worked hard a lot and mm-hmm. um, okay so initially you mentioned that uh, you found like the course of fellowship program uh, very unconventional mm-hmm. and it was not like a typical course where there are three hour of exams happening so mm-hmm. uh, can you like dig a d- d- little deeper and tell us what all uh, did you find different and what all intrigued you sure, uh, sure. i'm i'm sure it's a vast field but but some mm-hmm. insights uh, for us and our listeners like if there are any pra- uh, practical aspects to it that you like something like that sure absolutely so uh, and i can summarize it in a in a few points so coming to the fellowship was firstly a new experience for me uh, it was the first time i was moving out of house for a long time it was a residence program so it's a much more immersive uh, educational uh, system so you're staying there with the people that you're studying and you have your classes and when i say unconventional classes i say it in the most uh, like purest sense so we had courses ranging from economics to international relations to political science to uh, english literature and most of those things i hadn't tried out before at least not in the way we are typically taught in our schools or colleges so uh, that was something that uh, was really remarkable for me secondly there were also uh, times when we were doing assignments in a group and these are like real world assignments that we doing so there was one particular course in uh, political history of india where we were literally going out to mlas in delhi and we each of the groups were assigned uh, certain districts where we had to reach out to the mlas interview them uh, learn about their ideology do some analysis on uh, what uh, like what are the uh, insights that we can generate from political data so those were things that we had to really get out in, into the field and try out and then there were courses where uh, say in a, a course like art appreciation where we were taught about art from, right from the uh, 40000 bc or 20000 bc and up until now in in the modern world what what shapes and forms has has art come has taken place 
And then we also had to try our own hand at sketches and paintings that opened another avenue for me. So right from like a data heavy course to going back to the drawing board and, 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 and trying your hand out at painting again. I think those were the different uh, molds that we were put into. So, which is why I feel that that was a much more unconventional way to do it. And it's also a very open university. You can have your own thoughts. You can express your own opinions. And there's not a lot of backlash that comes with it. So I think that's that's what uh, really intrigued me when I was I joined the course. Yeah, it actually sounds very different. I mean, uh, there's a lot that you can draw from the culture and history of of mm -hmm. India or any other country. And perhaps we are so focused on looking on the business aspect of everything that sometimes we ignore exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, Okay, so this question is coming uh, from a lot of discussions that I've seen on social media or fora or around my time uh, when people mm -hmm. were graduating in college that, uh, you mm -hmm. know, there was this debate that people were really liking these fellowship programs, but they still said that, you know, we'd go ahead and do an MBA uh, because, you know, that's how, that's how uh, they felt that the education was probably complete and if you're doing a a fellowship program, it wouldn't, it wouldn't suffice in itself as for higher education. So what would be your opinion on this? Sure. So the question is whether MBA as the true path, that is where your education gets complete. Is that correct? Or in my opinion, is that different? Right? No, no. It's, yeah, that is what I mean. You framed it Got better. It. Got it. So, uh, for me, education is a never-ending, uh, never-ending path in your life. MBA could be, and it's all subjective. Uh, for someone who really wants to get into business administration, wants to uh, run businesses, and want to wants to understand the basics of uh, operations, finances, accounting for a business, I think it's a good place to be. It's a good place to start and learn that knowledge. But that's not the only way to gain that knowledge. You can be doing multiple other things. You can be interning with a particular business person that you think uh, might be able to teach you in a much more holistic way. You can be a chief of staff for a particular organization and be doing all those things right under a CEO or a CFO. So those are things that act like uh, depend. For me, an MBA, like the fellowship in itself was a great education program. I don't think my life would be will necessarily be fulfilled if I do an MBA. It's it's a thing that I might look into, but it's not the end of my life. It's not gonna be a make or break thing. I know I I have enough skills. I know I have enough determination that I can even without an MBA I can do good in my life. It's mostly uh, a, a supply and demand that we see from the market, and it's also driven by human emotion. So. People don't feel that they are educated enough unless they have two degrees with them, which I feel is completely bullshit. And sorry for uh, using expert expertise over here, but I don't find I don't conform with that view. So it's it's mostly like what you want to do. Do you really want to do an MBA, go under a debt of anywhere from fifteen to twenty to thirty, and sometimes if you're doing thirty lakhs, and sometimes if you're doing it from abroad, maybe a crore or two crore. Do you really want to get into a course in a debt and then work your ass off to start paying that debt and eventually you might not even uh, enjoy the job that you're doing? So I think as students, 
staying away from debt is the most important thing and if you have to go for it just be sure that this is something that you want to do if not before mba or any other course just try out a few things for a couple of months so if if you're not sure what you want to do in life you will only get to uh, the trial and error or through the process of elimination you will only get to that thing by trying out things you don't like it you move on you try out something else so i think those that's that's more education edu- educational for me than conforming to a uh say going from a undergrad to a directly uh, uh mba or doing a job for two years that set conform notion that we have i don't necessarily agree with that yeah um i completely agree ayush on that mm-hmm. um, on that fact about mbas so uh, mm-hmm. i have a couple of my seniors also who have Uh, mm-hmm. done the bif course and there are i have heard there are people who have done mba and they have like what six seven years of work experience which they have mm-hmm. left they have a stable job which they have left to pursue this kind of a course so that mm-hmm. i think in itself speaks a lot about um how valuable a certain degree course or a professional course is um and mm-hmm. also the point that education never is a never ending process that is very true so okay. um yeah and um, i always wanted to know about bif so thanks for uh, giving us a, a deep delve into uh, the course uh, so i i wanted to know your decision from bif uh, how easy or how difficult was it for you to choose uh, the industry uh, after mm-hmm. oshoka or when you were sitting for placements um, how did you choose that you want to go into consulting and did this course help you um, do a soul searching kind of thing that okay consulting is the right fit for me mm-hmm. got it so uh, like i said a lot of my decision or the eventual action was influenced by the people i was around and before that my knowledge was limited to the things that i have seen around me and i come from a family uh, where people haven't been into corporate jobs everyone has the, had their own businesses uh, even even my cousins or or extended family i don't know anyone who was working in a proper professional job so my avenues towards these corporate things were limited the people that i was around in ashoka and this is where why i freely helped uh, helped me understand that there are other career options and or even if it's not for your entire life there are career options that you can kick start your uh, like your earning life with so that is what helped me in consulting was a right fit for me because like i said it it was something uh, even someone that wants to try out their hands in different industry that's the perfect place to be it's a good place to start because once you have those certain uh, like solid building blocks or skills you can move to any other industry and uh, try your hand up there as well and the third thing was definitely there was a lot of travel involved and i personally like to travel a lot and go to different places so that was a natural fit for me so i think that is how my career decision was shaped and for people who uh, like you mentioned for people who might be in a similar situation and they don't know if they want to go to an mba or uh, or basically what industry they want to be in but at the end of a certain few years by the end of the course they want to know uh, which is why i say like there are times when we are there's a dilemma between doing a internship from a well reputed place and then doing an internship from a place where we might actually try out new things or might be more 
given more autonomy and responsibility so there are two ways like i, I like to think about it there's definitely a, a need for you to have a intern internship uh, from a good place that looks good on your resume and that's not a necessity from you getting to know anything but it's a necessity or it's a demand from the employers the way they evaluate it's a it's a thing that needs to be there so if you do find those opportunities do go ahead but there are also times when you just want to try out new things and it this could be uh, uh, something like extremely uh, rudimentary as reaching out to someone asking if they want help with their business or they want to do anything uh, or if there's any stream that you want to be a part of and learn from so you extend your help and there are times when it's okay to do it for free as well i don't necessarily support free labor but there are times when to gain certain skills at a at a certain age it's okay to be able to trade your labor for experience so i would just suggest people that if they do find uh, that there are certain things that they would want to try out before taking in a proper internship at a good place or even if they want to do it after that it's okay to take those two three months or certain weeks or even on the weekends if they want to try to do try to uh check it out i think that that is time well spent and that's that's what people can explore into uh thanks ayush i really like this thought of uh taking up things even um for free if you're getting to uh get your hands on the ground and getting to learn skills and the experience actually does count a lot so mm-hmm. um like now uh delving deep into consulting how does your typical work week looks like and how different is it from ashoka is it more hectic because i've heard ashoka was also is also um, very hectic when it comes to classes so um, how is it now sure so i i can start with a typical week in consulting for a senior business analyst what it looks like uh, uh so if i were to define consulting it's mostly you have a particular client that you're uh, helping solve a particular business problem and your problem statement is defined and you're helping them get to a better uh, solution and with them you're also learning about the industry so a typical week would be for a senior business analyst uh, a lot of interaction with the client with the mid level to senior level client where you would be uh, understanding more about the businesses the challenges that they're facing you would conduct meetings with them you would uh, requires and before getting to the solution you will basically form certain hypothesis that these are certain things that could be happening in their company or the, in their industry which is why it is leading to certain business problems that they want to uh, recover from so a lot of it when you form the hypothesis you will get into uh, uh, like collecting data going through the data cleaning it up getting insights doing some analysis on it uh, getting insights out of it and presenting it to the client back and now all of this is in tandem with uh, constant client interaction you're also interviewing uh, people that are part of the industry some subject matter experts to know more about the industry so that you can better in, uh, suggest or consult your client and a lot of this in in post covid Uh, pre covid world at least there was a lot of client travel involved so you would travel to the cl- uh, client site you would visit the business areas you would go to different uh, 
locations of the of the business to understand uh, what are the processes like what are the operations who's who in the company and uh, what's the what's the entire business cycle like so those are things that you typically do and a lot of uh, oral and written communication is also important in, in this particular uh, field of, field of uh, work so you would be giving uh, presentations you would be uh, taking suggestions from people and then concising it into one particular document and sharing it with people with the best insights and recommendations so that it can be easily implemented by the client so that's what a typical week looks like a lot of hours spent on data analysis uh, interacting with your seniors developing those insights presenting it to the client and managing the expectations of the stakeholders so that's what consulting looks like ashoka was again more free flow depended on uh, how your term looks like what kind of courses you have what are the evaluations that you are currently uh, subjected to uh, what what kind of a classes are being organized so it was hectic i would say but uh, definitely not as structured or hectic in the true sense as a consulting job would be so that's that's what uh, the difference between the two would be i would say got it got it so um, at your uh, role at your job level how much uh, freedom does one get to implement his or her own strategies or or input give give inputs of their own ideas um, if they want if we want to present something to the maybe the senior management or to the client itself um, how much freedom um, is given at your role and what is the kind of hierarchy that is usually followed uh, with respect to decision making sure so i think the concept of freedom comes with trust and trust people only have when you show consistent uh, a uh, consistent performance you show consistent drive to learn and uh, also like improve so initially starting off you're mostly like told what to do there are times you, and it's mostly like suggestive comments you're given a framework to think and over time you start developing or understanding that framework yourself and you start preempting those things uh, before you even say the speak to your manager or your seniors so it takes time to get to a point where you would be making certain decisions yourself uh, conducting some of the analysis driving deriving the insights and then going to a particular person uh, to show them and initially you would probably be more hands on with the with your senior diving deep into the data or or uh, or the work and you would be consulted uh, or guided by them so i think the freedom with each role with each year it it increases and the autonomy to make those decisions also increases but i think the way it is structured right now it's a good it's a good way to be mentored and uh, learn from those that have already been through that phase so uh, that answers the freedom point and coming to how the hierarchy is structured on decision making it's mostly uh, if i were to call out the entire structure of a consulting organization it would uh, start at say a business analyst then a senior business analyst which are typically right out of a mba program then you go on to become an associate then a manager then a principal and finally a partner and this ba business analyst to partner route could be anywhere from 10 to 12 to 14 years so uh, just to 
define what decision making, where the decision making comes from. Uh, mostly, the manager is the most involved in the work and is guided by the principal. Partners have a, uh, depending on the project, they would have a high to low touch interaction, but they would be again making or giving the direction for the project and uh, and uh, the final decisions that will be made. But at my particular role, it's more bringing out the insights and bringing out the points of discussion on on which the final decision can be made. So we are the ones facilitating those decisions by coming or doing those analysis. So that's how it is currently structured in my company. And uh, I'm sure with other consulting firms, that's the case as well. Got it, got it. That, that's interesting. Um, every piece falling into place to exactly. um, get to a decision that that's that's great hey guys that was part one of our conversation with ayush that was all about his career journey and learnings along the way in part two we talked to ayush about how he personally navigates his good and bad days in the consulting industry and mostly talked to him about his inspiring passion for fitness his healthy lifestyle that he has been consistent with through every phase of life we take advice on how we can manage a physical well-being even with hectic work schedules so look out for part two. Till then, do follow us on our Instagram page for regular updates. Link is in the bio. And thank you guys for tuning in. Take care.